Hey babes, welcome back to Holy Babes Podcast. My name is Nisha Pleasant. If you're new here, thank you so much for joining us, babe. We are on season two, episode 18 of Holy Babes Podcast. And today's episode is called God of the Unexpected, because when it comes to God, you can expect the unexpected. So today we're going to be reading from 2 Kings chapter 5. So if you guys want to go ahead and grab your Bibles, go ahead and do that. We're going to pray in and then we're going to get started. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that you decide to become a holy babe and continue listening to all of our other episodes and let's get into it. Father God, we thank you so much for everyone who is here under the sound of my voice, Father God. I ask that you lead the way. May this message be exactly what you would have it to be, Lord. We ask that you be in the midst of this, your presence be felt, and that there be no distractions, Father God. We ask that you draw hearts closer to you, Lord, that they seek you more, God. They aim to read your word more, Father God, so they can hide your word in their hearts, God, and get to know who you are, God, and apply your word to their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and get into it. All right, so we're in Second Kings chapter 5, verses 1 all the way through 16. So we're going to be reading the story of a man named Naaman. I believe I'm saying his name right. If I'm not, I apologize. But um, I believe his name is Naaman. It's spelled N-A-A-M-A-N. So he is the commander of an army and he's a mighty warrior. But Naaman actually suffers from leprosy. And this is kind of a big deal because all throughout the Bible, we see several people who suffer from leprosy and people who have leprosy are looked at as unclean in the Bible. So leprosy is actually a severe skin condition. It's like an infectious disease that causes severe skin sores. There's even a story in the Bible in Matthew chapter 8 where Jesus actually heals a man who has leprosy. So again, I'm reading from 2 Kings chapter 5 verses 1 through 16. So if you're wondering what type of Bible I am reading from, it is the NLT version. The king of Aram had great admiration for Naaman, the commander of his army, because through him, the Lord had given Aram great victories. But though Naaman was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. At this time, Aramean raiders had invaded the land of Israel. And among their captives was a young girl who had been given to Naaman's wife as a maid. One day the girl said to her mistress, I wish my master would go to see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. So Naaman told the king what the young girl from Israel had said. Go and visit the prophet, the king of Aram told him. I will send a letter of introduction for you to take to the king of Israel. So Naaman started out carrying as gifts 750 pounds of silver and 150 pounds of gold and 10 sets of clothing. The letter to the king of Israel said, With this letter, I present my servant Naaman. I want you to heal him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes in dismay and said, Am I God that I can give life and take it away? Why is this man asking me to heal someone with leprosy? I can see that he's just trying to pick a fight with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes in dismay, he sent this message to him. Why are you so upset? Send Naaman to me and he will learn that there is a true prophet here in Israel. So let's go over what has happened so far, just so there's no confusion. So this young girl tells Naaman's wife that there is a prophet in Samaria 
who can heal Naaman of his leprosy. So Naaman goes and he tells the king of Aram what the young girl said about there being a prophet that can heal him from leprosy. So once Naaman tells the king of Aram about this prophet that can heal him, the king of Aram then sends a letter to the king of Israel asking him to heal Naaman. So the king of Israel gets upset. He's like, bro, why is you writing to me asking me to heal this random man of leprosy? And not to mention, they had literally just raided the land of Israel and took captives. One of those captives being the young girl that even told him about the prophet. The young girl who was um, Naaman's wife's uh, maid. So he rips all his clothes off in a fit. He's just like, he's just trying to pick a fight with me. He just wants to throw hands. So then the prophet, Elisha, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes up and was acting crazy. He sends the king of Israel a message and he's like, why are you, why are you getting all worked up? Why are you upset? Send me Naaman and then he will learn that there is a true prophet here in Israel. That is where we're at this far. All right, so we left off at verse nine and we're gonna read from verse nine all the way down to 16. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message, go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana and Fafar better than any of the rivers in Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in rage. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child and he was healed. Then Naaman and his entire party went back to find the man of God. They stood before him. And Naaman said, Now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. So please accept a gift from your servant. But Elisha replied, As surely as the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will not accept any gifts. And though Naaman urged him to take the gift, Elisha refused. So Naaman is supposed to wash himself seven times in the Jordan River and then he will be healed. But we see in verse 11 that Naaman becomes very angry because that is not what he thought would happen when he got healed. When we look back at verse 11, it says, but Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me. He said, I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the, the name of the Lord his God and heal me. And then he goes on talking about all the other rivers saying, aren't they better than the rivers of Israel? Why couldn't I just wash myself and be healed there? So the key word here is he expected. So Naaman had 
an expectation. Naaman was upset because he had this expectation and he thought that the Lord was going to use Elisha in this specific way to heal him. But God had other plans. And I think a lot of times as humans, we often expect God to show up in a certain way. And through even certain people, we expect things to go a certain way. And when it doesn't go that way, we start to believe that he's not going to do what it is that we thought he was going to do, that he's not going to heal us or he's not going to do anything simply because it's not happening when we thought it was going to happen or the way we thought it was going to happen. This showed me that I have to be careful not to put limitations on God and not to have my own expectations of what his miracles look like, what his blessings look like, what his hands look like in my life. So let Naaman's story be a reminder that just because Jesus isn't showing up in the way that you expect him to be, that that doesn't mean that he isn't going to show up at all. We have to stop putting God in a box and putting limits on what he can do. God can do all things and we have to stop treating him as if he's some small God. He is the capital G-O-D, the only true living God. We can't act as if there's a limit for him. There is no limit. He, he, he is above all. There's nothing too big for him. There's nothing that's impossible for him. God will always show up when we least expect him to. And he'll do it in a way that we never even expected because he is a God of the unexpected. His ways are not our ways. We talked about this last podcast episode, but we're going to go over this again. His ways are not our ways and his thoughts exceed our own, meaning the way that we think he's going to show up, what we think he's going to do, he will surely probably do the exact opposite because he is God and he knows more than we know. We have to trust him and we have to trust that he can do all things, even when we don't understand how or when or where. So I pray that you go continue out your year, letting God be God. Don't get in his way, move out of his way and get rid of all the expectations that you have and all the limits that you have. So again, let's go over Isaiah 55 verses eight through nine, which says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And then we're going to read Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, which says, Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So God can give us more than we could ever think of or imagine. So God can use you to do more than you could ever think of or imagine. And God himself can do more than anything you could ever think of and imagine. So stop putting limitations on God and don't put limitations on what God can do through you and for you. And don't put any expectations on how he's going to use you. Just expect God to do the unexpected. Expect God to do what only he can do. Now, I am going to go ahead and end this off for today. And also, I just want to let you guys know that I am currently working on a movie night. 
um, prayerfully, God willing, that happens this Saturday. I would love for you guys to join us. Um, please stay tuned. Look at my story. Look at also the Instagram page, the Holy Bays podcast page, Facebook as well. And I will be letting you guys know when that's going to happen. Other than that, I will see you guys next week. And I pray that you guys have a blessed rest of your week. Remember to keep God first in everything that you do. Let's go ahead and pray out. Lord, I thank you for everything that came about today, Father God. We ask that you touch each and everyone who is here listening. May they come to realize, God, that you are a God that can do all things, that there is nothing that you cannot do, God, and that we can do all things through you, Father God. So I ask that you give us the confidence that we need and the boldness that we need to go out here, God, and do exactly what it is that you have for us to do, God, that we follow your will for our lives, Father God, and that we don't give it to um, our flesh, God, we serve you through our lives. We ask that you reveal yourself to anybody who has, who doesn't know you, God, or who questions who you are, Father God. I ask that you help them to fully see, God, that you were the one true living God. We also ask that you protect them, Father God, from anything that could hurt them or harden them. I ask that you have your angels around them at all times, God, protecting them from the seen and the unseen. So we just thank you for everything that came about today god we thank you for helping us to be able to learn we love you and we praise your holy mighty name in jesus name we pray amen i love you but jesus loves you more stay holy and stay blessed see ya